drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, great to be with you, along with April D. Gregory and Fingers Malloy here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. Don't mind the banging, that's just April D. Gregory serving the fried chicken. We will get to that in a moment. Eat, drink, smoke is where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars, and fried chicken twice this week has been the story of political America. It started with uh, presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg, the guy from South Bend, Indiana, the mayor, having lunch with Al Sharpton. And he's eating there at some restaurant. He's eating fried chicken and actually asked Al Sharpton, "Um, is it okay if I eat it with my hands? Because I don't know. I guess he had to ask if you can can eat fried chicken with your hands as if there's any other way. He was talking about the chicken? To to eat... (laughs) Wait, what? Eat fried chicken. That actually happened. And everyone is talking about it as like, oh, man, if a Republican had asked that, it would be racial, racial, racial. If, if that's the case, America's so wholly screwed <laughs> as to be believed. Because the real story here is why is anybody having lunch with Al Sharpton? That's, that's number one. The other story is uh, they have this whole hearing for, uh, for the, the, the Mueller report, right? And it's the attorney general, William Barr, who is uh, testifying. And uh, and so he testifies in front of the Senate, but he doesn't testify in front of the House. He doesn't like how the House wants to do something. So he's like, yeah, I'm not showing up. Bite me. Like, he doesn't care. He's the attorney general. I've already been confirmed. I'm cool. Well, the House Democrats went crazy. Absolutely crazy. And one of them, a representative named Steve Cohen, Democrat from Tennessee, decides that William Barr is too chicken to show up. Shows up with a, a chicken toy. And a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. By the way, April, I only hope you took a picture of the of the of the the whole chicken extravaganza here. I only hope you took a photo of the buckets, because look at that bucket of KFC we have on the on the floor. And the and the and the congressman he and he is a, a and I'm being kind here, an incredibly unattractive man, and that is being kind. He's eating fried chicken right there. Uh, in in front of uh, the the House Judiciary Committee to call the Attorney General William Barr chicken. So, like, chicken is the name of the game. So we have here, just to make it easy for everybody all around the country who who engages uh, the podcast, uh, subscribes on iTunes at Eat, Drink, Smoke, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Popeyes. That's it. We're going to do our own taste test right here of what is finer, Kentucky Fried Chicken or or Popeyes. Now, I got the KFC, uh, Fingers Moy got the Popeyes. What do we need to know about the Popeye's chicken? Well, uh, I am not a Popeye's chicken expert. I tried it once, and it tasted like kitty litter to me. Wow. Uh, but I, I'm told that it's very uh, popular. Uh, it's a fan favorite. And uh, I was told uh, before we started the podcast that this was going to be the winner of the taste test, the Popeye's. Uh, there are two types of Popeye's, from what I understand, uh, spicy and mild. You spicy know? and not? Yeah, and this is mild. Uh, and April said that's good because she's not sure that uh, Jewish people like spicy food. She, she did not say that. Yes, she's not sure. She did not. She's not sure. If why people, is it every week, April? It's like you're. It's like you're not even trying to see if you care. You are. She's got a mouthful of chicken. She didn't even wait for us to do the taste test. Mouthful of chicken, in full laughter, full convulsions. She's crying. She might throw up. First of all, why? Why did you just wrap me up? Second of all, because it's funny. Why would <laughs> Jewish all, people not like? Sp- you're literally in I tears. Added the ish. Down your face. I added the ish. That's what you told me to do. Yeah, she didn't say the, the Jews. The story is not like. It's <laughs> not whether you said Jewish or do Jews like spicy food. It is that you think that as a people, 
because they wandered 40 years in the desert, somehow they don't like cayenne. Like, that's... Can you get cayenne in the desert? I don't know. It's legitimate. So anyway. Do they make spicy matzah? Uh, Thank you. Do they? No. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know what to do, guys, because there's like so many ways. She is, she, she is so shiksa-friendly. It really is true. We're going to try the chicken right now. By the way, I have like two pieces of chicken and a biscuit. Fingers has two pieces of chicken and a biscuit. April has three pieces of chicken, a side of coleslaw, and some, and some fries. That's what she's got. So, all right, so we're trying the Popeyes first. And all the biscuits. So we're trying the Popeyes first. I think that, that's that the, the one that looks crispier. That's the Popeyes, yeah. Right? So the Popeyes, I noticed, is crispier. Right, and, like and it looks flaky, crispier. Flaky, wow. crispy. All right. All right, that's a pretty good crunch. That is a pretty good crunch. Hey, is the chicken supposed to be raw inside? No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It's No, it's it's cooked. Uh, that is a pretty good crunch, and it... I mean, it's like a very heavy breading. The breading right is there. everything in chicken, it's isn't it? It's moist inside. The chicken is moist. By the way, chicken, fried chicken, one of the few things you can actually say moist about, and nobody cringes. Right? Moist is um, not a bad word. I know, but people are crazy. Oh, not people. Women. I don't hear too many men go, oh, I can't stand the word moist. Really? I feel like it's the other way around. Really? Yeah, just like more men despise feet than women do. What the hell are you talking about? Not Dick about? Morris. Men despise feet? Yeah, most men think feet are awful. What the hell is Probably going on here? because most men have awful feet. Feet are like, gross. Like awful as in to look at or awful as in like sexual proclivity? Look or touch. Really? Yeah. Who do you date? My God. What you does know- that have to do with dating? It's just people, men in general. I'm I'm sorry. I uh, is that true? Do you have a problem with feet fingers? Wait, are you about to tell us something? Are you insinuating something? No, no, no. I have no fetish whatsoever. It's just I have no issue with feet. I don't understand. Oh, I have fetishes. It's just not a foot one. Fingers, Moy doesn't like feet. Oh, I don't. I didn't even uh, like looking at my feet, let alone having to be uh, subjected to seeing someone else's feet. Like you I don't never understand. rubbed your wife's feet. <laughs> really? America's listening. <laughs> She's uh, probably listening. Tell us more. Feet are gross. Wow. I had no idea. Like, there's nothing more disgusting to me. I don't know what it is about... Uh, women do this most of the time on Facebook, where they have to take a picture of themselves at the pool, and it's just like their stems and their feet sticking up. Right. <laughs> I don't need to see that. All I right. don't want to see that. It's Who funny when see that? I've always Let thought me. it's awful because why do you think that's the part of you I want to see? That's the... It's just... It's a nonsense photo. You got to use your imagination for the rest. It's a humble... I can use my imagination without seeing your feet. It's a humble brag. And I'm not interested. All right. So that's the Popeyes. But wait, 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 wait. You can't ask me that question and and then just walk away. What question? You you got got a foot thing? No, I don't have a foot fetish at all. Do you rub your wife's feet? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. What? What? Hi, come here. I'll rub your feet right now. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll rub your feet. Oh, no. I don't know what it's going to lead to. That's weird. But Point A to point B, people. Here is uh, the the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Much less breading. Much less breading, but a much bigger piece of chicken. Well, this must be the original recipe chicken. That is what I got. Okay. I did get the original recipe chicken. Because I feel like they have other options. All right. The breading doesn't have any crunch at all. This is a non-crunch breading right here. It is not as juicy as the Papa's. But you can actually taste flavors. Mm-hmm. Perhaps 11 of them. 
herbs yeah, and can spices. Taste all the flavors. Right. So listen, I'm, uh, allow me to vote in terms of what I uh, what I feel is traditional fried chicken. That's Popeyes. In terms of overall flavor profile, that's KFC for me. Now, which one wins for me is Popeyes because the texture matters more. I need the texture of fried chicken in order to make it fried chicken. Do you feel like this is almost an unfair comparison, though, because you got original Maybe. recipe and you didn't get extra crispy? I think if you stacked up extra crispy uh, KFC versus the Popeyes, it would stand up a little better. I agree with you. I like I like the breading of the Popeyes better. I, I like I like to a nice crunch when you get into the fried chicken, mm-hmm. but I just feel like the. It, the KFC is more flavorful. I like the the way it's the. I like the eleven herbs and spices. Maybe part of it is because I'm used to it. I mean, I've been eating KFC I've for eat, forty years. This is the third time in my life I've had KFC. Both other times I have thrown up. Oh, true story. Okay, going back to when I'm, I'm going to move at Boy Scout I'm camp. I'm going to move. Right and then now. I forget when the other one was. It was like in the last decade. This is the third time. It has to be the charm. What about you, April D. Gregory? Where are you on the on the fried chicken? As you uh, no no if you're, oh you're in the middle of all your all your coleslaw. So Any I think courses? I wonder that makes me wonder Jews as we're talking coleslaw, about by it. The way. I'm sorry. The Jewish e. coleslaw. <laughs> by the way, there you go. Much, Thank you. Much, much. Thank you for clarifying. That. Oh. Um, it makes me wonder, does the KFC extra crispy also have the spices? Yes. OK, so then I feel like that would probably be the overall winner if we're comparing crispies. Um, but again, I think it does come down to what you're used to. I grew up eating KFC. Someone who is used to eating Popeyes is probably going to prefer the Popeyes. But I agree, the Popeyes is with the crispy. That's traditionally how the fried chicken should be, right? Oh yeah. But I do love the flavor that KFC brings. You know that. I think that for many people, food issues come from texture. It's like avocados. There is no rational reason why people don't like avocados. It is the texture that sets them off. They can't handle it. And there are plenty of foods like that. But there are also foods that without that right crunch, that right crust and everything else, it no, nothing about it works. It has to have certain uh, aspects. Otherwise, you, you, you have nothing. Well, and I didn't know we were going to do sides, too. Uh, K, uh, KFC has different sides, obviously, than, than Popeye's. Popeye's has some things that KFC doesn't have, like red beans and rice. Ooh. Mm. And well, uh, their whole Cajun thing. Yeah, Cajun rice. Uh, but they have, you know, mashed potatoes, Cajun fries. So... The sides make a lot of this too. When you get when you get the whole chicken dinner, it's I mean, I love whole, I love KFC mashed potatoes and gravy. I think it's fantastic. It is the whole thing. By the way, I did order mashed potatoes and gravy. They gave me more chicken, which now I tell you my KFC story. Now that you've eaten, <laughs> I'm still eating. Oh no 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 no! You have to hear the story because it involves somebody's teeth. I purchased KFC. This happened. I purchase the KFC. I have to wait a while. The place is busy. They get me everything. The woman in, behind the counter was lovely. She gives me the, 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 the stuff. They didn't, they didn't pack the order right. They, didn't, they missed the mashed potatoes and the, and the gravy. And she says, you're entitled to some cinnamon biscuits. I was like, oh. She goes back and grabs. She's going to put it together, I guess. And she gets a jar of what I guess is their cinnamon sauce. Right? Like you'd see on top glazed on a Cinnabon or whatever else. You know, they, they brush it with the whole cinnamon sugar thing and that's it she can't open it you know it's got like the little tab on it 
where you, it's like safety sealed. So she's trying to pull it. She's trying to rip it. And then she picks up the bottle, brings it to her mouth. Oh, my bites God. Bites at the foil <laughs> and oh starts trying God. to pull it off. Now, ask me if she was successful. Go on, April. Ask me if she was successful. I bet she was successful. I don't know. I left so quickly. I didn't <laughs> wait to find out. I assume the chicken is safe. But seriously, KFC, with her teeth and tried to open it. And you want me to pay more than $15 an hour? No, 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 no. This is not happening at all and in any way. The people who actually go there on a regular basis can tell Karen's <laughs> cinnamon biscuits versus, say, Mary's cinnamon biscuits based on that. Now, I will tell you, I happen to love fried chicken. It is usually a birthday thing for me. I adore it. And there are places. Happy birthday. Oh, it's not my birthday. Oh. But there are places <laughs> like where, where we are birthday? in Indianapolis that you have to go. There are places that are special for fried chicken. We just did this because it was what everybody could kind of come to and understand and and certainly because uh, Representative uh, Steve uh, Cohen decided to eat fried chicken. You watch that man eat fried chicken on TV, you, ha- you get a lowered sperm count. Just watching him. Watching him will lower your libido in massive, massive ways. By the way. Did he eat it with a knife and fork? <laughs> he did not eat it with a knife and fork. <laughs> That's the only saving grace he has. Is William Barr, by the way, a, a coward for not showing up from the House Judiciary? See a coward? Yeah, for sure. You think? Really, I, I don't think so at all. Oh, you think it was the right? Screw I, you, I, right? Right oh, idea. You know who has been subpoenaed by the by the House repeatedly and never showed up? Eric Holder. That's right. He was the oh, attorney, attorney general for Barack Obama. Oh yeah. What 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 does the subpoena matter? How are they going to enforce it? You know whose job it is to enforce it? Uh, Department of Justice. So you see the problem. No, the issue was was that they were going to have the the Democrats. They were going to have a staff lawyer do the questioning. Well, at that moment, what are we doing? Because the, the uh, attorney general is not on trial. Whatever you think of the Mueller report, whatever you think of how he released the Mueller report. What I think is, why are we still talking about it? Why are there still trials? Why doesn't it just go away? We uh, already know what happened or what's in it. They must, uh, Democrats must think this is a winner. I don't think they've gotten over, and I don't think they're going to get over, that for two and a half years, <laughs> they talked about collusion and then lo and behold nope i don't think they know what to do so therefore somebody has to be blamed something has to be at fault and they have to keep this thing going about the corrupt trump organization the trump administration etc i'm not saying you like the man i'm not saying you agree with every policy or certainly every tweet or everything that gets said but you told us collusion for two and a half years at least they did i should say they did and, it, and it's, not only was it not true, the one thing Mueller did is he obliterated the concept. Trump didn't collude. The campaign didn't collude. No American colluded. Well, that's just blowing the thing out of the water. Was it Glenn Greenwald writing at The Intercept? He just obliterated it. Totally obliterated the concept. The obstruction thing is, is different when you get into it. But this, to me, is just for the base of the Democratic Party. That's what this whole political theater display is all about to show that they tried to do something. Here comes and the here fingers comes, grift minute. By the way, fingers like grift minute. This is what I they're going to use to grift. We just walked right into and it. And by the way, the fundraising letters involving the statue or toy chicken yeah. with the 
the, the, the nameplate in front of it. Uh, that'll look fantastic on a uh, Save Democracy, send us $5 fundraising email. They're already fundraising off this thing. Of course. They're already fundraising off this thing. So, so William Barr said, you know, hey, if, if this is the way you're going to treat me, I'm, I'm not coming. And, and so he was right on that. Now, we should make a, a, a distinction, which, April, you and I make all the time. And, and I think the three of us know to be true. And everyone's got to, I think, come on board here. We are not having a conversation about the politics of the thing. We're having a conversation about the legal of the thing. The Mueller report says no obstruction. It, le- it says no collusion and leaves this obstruction thing open. Once you leave it open, as Robert Mueller did, it is for the attorney general to decide. You know who told me that? Newt Gingrich. I interviewed him uh, this week. And we talked about this. The How former speaker new? of the House. He's good. He's good. He's got new books out. You know, it's good. he has a book called Collusion, which is a novel, which, you know, the timing is just amazing. <laughs> that worked out well for him. It did work out well for Newt. Timing is everything. Um, and so there's, if you, if you don't make the call, the Department of Justice is going to answer whether or not there's something uh, that they can prosecute here. When James Comey said that Hillary is not guilty, you know, basically, regarding the emails, and no reasonable prosecutor would bring a prosecution, that was out of line. That was out of order. That was nuts. Because that's not the decision he's supposed to make. That's political cover. Right? He, he, he can say, here's what we've got. Right? And then let the, the DOJ, in that case, it would have been the Attorney General at the time, Loretta Lynch. She could have made that call. Loretta Lynch was then seen on an a airplane at a tarmac in Phoenix with Bill Clinton before everything went down, before the decision was made by Comey. So that was all very suspect. So they're just talking about grandkids, Tony. Talking about grandkids. But the question got left open by Mueller in the special counsel's report different than the FBI. So William Barr and the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who oversaw the investigation as Deputy Attorney General, they looked at it and said there's not enough here to engage an an obstruction charge. That's what they said. So on the legal, if you think Donald Trump did something wrong, you can think it. But there is no case. That's over. Now there's the political. There's the political of the political left obsessing over this and going after Barr and saying that he's covering for the president and he's destroying the institution and he's destroying democracy. There's the political of some of the stuff that's in the Mueller report about, man, Donald Trump was angry about Robert Mueller and he wanted this thing done and how that plays and what did he mean by this and that. You can play that politically all you choose. You can't decide that you didn't get your way in the Mueller report, which is to say you told us collusion and it wasn't collusion, and then decide, well, that's the fault of everybody else, and then continue to go down the road of, see, we were right all along. You weren't right. You got, it. You got to admit it, and they won't admit it. So to your point, Fingers, maybe it's for their base, but does it work for anybody else? Because everyone else is like, you told me collusion and you bastards lied. I think it's for the base, and we're, we're talking about this in May of 2019. That's so a point. They're, they're, they're getting this out of the way, and then they can point back to May of 2019 and say, hey, we tried, but the whole system was crooked, and was Barr was there to uh, 
to cover for Trump, and there was nothing we could do. He wouldn't even show up for uh, a, a subpoena from the the House of Representatives. So th- they could go back and point to that event and say, we tried, uh, we have to move on and put more uh, Democrats in the House and in the Senate and get the White House in 2020. That'll be the message. That's that's going to be the message. Uh, April, Popeyes or or KFC? On well, Peace 4, by the way. Are you on Peace 4? Uh, I am. And I... <laughs> I went back for the crunchy pieces, so I think that's what I'm picking is the Popeye's crunchy pieces. Picking the Popeye's crunchy over the KFC original recipe. You fingers, Malloy? Uh, in the taste test between original recipe, KFC, and Popeye's, I am going to give the nod to... I, you know what? I think it's a draw. I like the crunch of the Popeye's better, but I, I, I like the flavor of the, the chicken of uh, from KFC more. The flavor of the chicken of KFC is much better and there was more chicken in the KFC piece. There was more chicken. So as I was eating, wow, there was a lot more to get into and to sink into and to do the whole thing of. That's that's pretty incredible. Now, I don't I, I don't still sense like that one's crunch. greasier than the other, do you? They're both about the same. No, they're both well. equally greasy. Yeah. They're both equally greasy. Um I if I had gotten the extra crispy on the KFC, your mouth is so full right now, April. I'm surprised food isn't coming out your ears. That's awesome. If I had gone the extra crispy on the KFC, I would I would be a KFC guy. Right now, I think I think so. I, I think agree it, with that. The crunch still sends me to Popeyes, but the flavor sends me to KFC. Um, you are more than welcome to put in the comments how you think we should have gone to churches or Bojangles. We'll try that another time. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. Good to be with you. Tony Katz along with April D. Gregory and uh, Fingers Malloy continuing here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, let me tell you, four fantastic locations of Blend, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, you've got Houston, and you've got Nashville. Amazing spots, amazing places, best cigar lounge in America. The Humidor, remarkable. The work they do with Davidoff and all the other brands uh, that they have out there and the bourbon selection is exceptional. We're actually going to get into the bourbon, the drink part of Eat, Drink, Smoke, and because it's Kentucky Derby time. First year where I'm like, eh. I'm like, meh. I know you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be meh. It's fun. It's enjoyable. I've never gone. I I think I look good in hats. I should go. Uh, But we are uh, doing the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked Whiskey. Now, Woodford Reserve, sponsor of the of the, uh, what do they call it, the, the Kentucky Derby. So that's what we're uh, doing uh, right here. Um, fruit, vanilla, caramel. How else would you describe what it is that you've got uh, uh, from this? This is, listen, I'm a fan of Woodford Reserve because I think that there's never a moment where Woodford Reserve won't treat you right. I think that Woodford Reserve is one of those uh, bourbons that no matter what's happening around you, you're okay with it. It it just continues to do well. Alcohol by volume is forty five point uh, two, and of course it's bourbon, so it's fifty one percent corn. It's in a new charred oak barrel, American charred oak barrel. That's the way it has to come. You get out of this the caramels. You get out of this uh, a certain level of, of vanilla, and you're going to get leather. Leather's usually something that I love in a cigar. It is a flavor that I really enjoy and denotes to me the right kind of feel and and attitude. You're going to get this from this. One of the things they also talk about in this, April D. Gregory, poppy seed muffin. 
Now, I will say this for April. Poppy seed muffin? Poppy seed muffin. That's very That's specific. That's actually from the people at distiller.com. That's how they describe wow. it. April took a, 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 a little whiff of this, and she said, oh, this is from Kentucky. Like, she knew she knew right there, right then, she, she had a whole Kentucky thing going on. I was like, wow, it's, that's pretty impressive. And yes, Woodford Reserve is from Kentucky. The nose, wow, whoa, wait, wait. All right, it's got a bit of a sting on it to the to the back of the nostril uh, for sure. One of the things, one of the ways this is described by the people over there at uh, at Distiller.com, because I because I often look and I use my own knowledge of it. I understand what they're saying by by poppy seed muffin. Um, one of the things um, is is the idea of sweet bread. <laughs> Man, this is. <laughs> There's a lot happening. I don't usually choke on poppy seed muffins. And I haven't even drank it yet. This is a lot happening on the nose. A tremendous amount. There's definitely a bit of citrus going on. There's definitely that, that there's a sweetness for sure. I don't know if I'd call it sweet bread. I don't know how I would describe that. But, in. man, it's right there. All right, we in? We doing this? We drinking? To your help? Chaim, let's go. Now, we're doing this neat. We always do it neat. And then we see whether we need to move to a cube. Let, let's let us... Oh, April's doing the Kentucky Chew. She's not. This isn't like her eating chicken, which she downed four pieces, by the way. Four, five, I've been corrected. Five pieces of fried oh chicken. Oh, my God. You're right there, April? Ooh. What was the matter? I don't taste a single poppy seed no. or a muffin. No, what do you taste? Uh, fire. Oh, wow. Oh. Um. Oh. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, this is. It, it, all, it would be. I knew as soon bourbon. as I took that sniff, it'd be one of your favorites. This is. Would you say this is harsh? Would you say this is hard? How would you describe this? It's weird because it it it's it's kind of sweet, but yet it punches you at the palate. Uh, to oh, me, all over the tongue with with a sting. Yeah, but it doesn't burn when you swallow. It did not. Yes, it does. Did you you think it burns? Try it again. Try it again right there. It's certainly very oaky, so they've got the double oak thing covered. Oaky, not smoky. Right? I don't get a, a smoky like you would in a scotch or anything like that. There's nothing like that here. By the way, I saw Oaky, not smoky open for Alabama back in 89. It was a fantastic show. I saw Oaky and Smoky open up for Stormy Daniels. <laughs> um, I'm not drinking this. Wow. I can't do it. I'm Put not even going like to like it with a cube. Happens. I'm not even gonna like it with a cube. What's what's wrong with this? That that you, that your delicate five pieces of fried chicken system with fries and coleslaw can't handle. And a biscuit. And uh, <laughs> it's too intense and heavy and <laughs> strong. Oh, this is. You know, we've done some where we're like, okay, I don't just like one my note. bourbon like I like my men. Wow! Wow! That's a great way to explain it, though. <laughs> Because she often likes her men smoky, um, not oaky. There's a there is a tremendous amount happening here, almost too much. Like I, like I w- I wish now I had even a better palate, because there's a lot to pick up. There's a, a lot going on, right? I don't know if I would call that sweetness caramel at all. I wish I wouldn't have a gallon of fried chicken grease <laughs> in my mouth right now. Um, one of the things they say when they talk about sweet bread. Not pancake, not not uh, you know the idea of of cake, literally, a sweetness like that. I 
It's it's difficult to put a finger on what that where you how you would describe the sweetness of this bourbon. I I don't get sweet bread out of this. But this is one of those where you should you should take the time. Do this without a cigar. Do this without a cigar. Take the time to kind of see where it develops out for you. What is it that you get? And and if I were you, and and I do this with cigars, or at least I used to do this with cigars. I think it's a great idea. Write it down. Write down what it is you feel and you experience with uh, this bourbon. This is like journal your bourbon experience. You should totally journal your bourbon experience. Ooh. This is the Woodford Reserve Double Oak. And then go back to it a few days later or a week later under the same basic circumstances, same things you've eaten. So it's not like it's a different experience. Try it again. See if they match up. Like write it on a different page and then match them up. If you're, there are certain things that shine through, okay, then you know that's what you're tasting. You know that that bourbon means those things. And then you can kind of go from there. It's a really good thing to do with cigars. There are some apps that I think you can do with that. It's really good to write down your experiences and what was happening before and after. Specifically before, what you ate, uh, what was happening, what time of day it was. Because a cigar can be different for you at 10 a.m. than, than 7.30 p.m. Um, there's a tremendous amount to this. Uh, this is... April, you're not okay, are you? I don't know. I keep taking drinks, and I'm like, why am I taking drinks? I said I wasn't going to. Oh, that's glorious. That is glorious here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Ooh. Indiana. One of the stories of uh, the week was that Facebook deplatformed a bunch of people. And uh, Facebook deplatformed Alex Jones. I think it was like the last place he was still on. And Facebook deplatformed Louis Farrakhan. The bigot anti-Semite. Uh, they deplatformed Laura Loomer, who's three quarters crazy. You know, I don't know her. I've, I've never met her. I thought she was always a bit out there. She was a bit of a, you know, pushing the envelope kind of person. But I, I, I maybe I haven't been following close enough to know all the all the madness. Right? Is she mad? Is she crazed? <sighs> to be deplatformed off of Facebook? No, I didn't think she so. Does, she. I don't think any of them should have been deplatformed. Some of, of it comes across as kind of news performance art. What she does, right? Okay, well, that's a good way to put it. I think, you know, but none of them I don't think should have been deplatformed. Of course not. No. I, 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 we are in an, an ugly place, the slippery slope of Facebook, Twitter, etc., saying to us, we know what good speech and bad speech is. We know what quote unquote hate speech is, and we're now going to protect you from it. I, just so all three of us are on the same page, there's no such thing as hate speech. Total myth. There's no such thing as If you disagree with me, you're more than welcome to. There's no such thing as hate speech. It's bullcrap. There's hateful speech. Agreed. There's totally hateful speech. There is speech that you hate. But the idea of hate speech, that certain things, if said, are just simply unallowable, that's where it gets ugly because that's where it runs into the First Amendment. And if these are American citizens, we, there, there are rights, and I believe that right should apply to the platform. So what's the difference um, between Louis Farrakhan comparing Jews to termites, right? And, and uh, if some local politician refers to NRA members as Nazis. That actually happened in Indianapolis, Indiana, when the NRA convention was here. Listen, you don't have to like the NRA. Don't be calling people Nazis. It's really messed up. He's been pretty silent this week, too. Yeah, shocked. Um, what's, the dif- what's the real difference there? There's not a difference. One is about... That's what- ideology. 
It's what? It's ideology. Well, I, I, I don't disagree. I'm talking about, though, if you're going to tell me that there's such a thing as hate speech, what's the difference? The difference is in who said it, whether or not they're with you on a bunch of other subjects, whether or not they've got 100 things they've said in the past. What? How does this actually work? Now, uh, this is not a defense. Well, at and least it, Facebook is being honest and kicking off Farrakhan as well as... But there are 9,000 people. If this is the standard, they could be kicking off. I agree, off I agree. But at least they're not just kicking off the right-wing nuts like Alex Jones, who's actually not right-wing, but that's what they call him. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you would call him. I've never met the dude. I watched the video of him going after Michelle Malkin in Denver. It was the DNC 2008... Or was it 2004? It was so out of control. That was, it's like my, that was like my first introduction to the dude. I'm like, this guy is the biggest scumbag on the planet. And it's weird is that, that his site and some of the people who write from it have actually broken stories that the, that the country has used. But this guy's a, a full-on, you know, yutz. I don't want to be anywhere around this dude. I certainly don't want to be associated with the guy on, on any level, politically or anything else. But the whole idea that... The, that Facebook is getting into this deplatforming. Don't think for a second I agree with Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan is a disgusting guy, but the market is supposed to take care of that. Right. His nonsense and his vitriol and his hate and his bigotry is supposed to be pushed to the fringes. I, I don't think I want to be in a position to tell him he's not allowed to be on a platform if he was saying, hey, you should go out there and kill Jews. Yes, you should kill white people. Yes, you should kill gay people. If you're saying anything like that, yes, absolutely drop them from your platform. If you're inciting violence, yeah. But if you're just saying crazy, hateful stuff, I want that. I want the spotlight on those people. I, I want to be able to see that on Facebook to know who the crazies are. If they're if they're right. saying these kind of crazy things in you know in speeches or whatever, people are posting them and they're actually have the, the nerve to post it on their Facebook page, I would rather have that spotlighted on Facebook rather than we're going to deplatform this person. I want to know where the crazy is coming from. Right. No, you're not, you're not wrong about that. And I think there, there are a bunch of people who absolutely feel that way. And one of the things that the crazy does, it allows us to know who's with them. Now, I didn't know that Aretha Franklin was a big fan of Louis Farrakhan, Al Sharpton, and Jesse Jackson. But yet, at her funeral, there are the three of them sitting next to who? Bill Clinton, former president of the United States. Mm -hmm. It was nuts. And I was like, all right. Uh, I have said nothing but laudatory things about Aretha Franklin's voice for forever. I'll pass now. The voice is still amazing. But this is who you were... This is an ugly group of people to be with. And why Bill Clinton would choose to be on a, on a dais, why Al Sharpton would choose to be on a dais, why Jesse Jackson with, with Louis Farrakhan. And I'm saying this about Al Sharpton, a guy, man, Freddie's Fashion Mart. Go Google, people. I mean, this is, a, this is a, na a nasty dude. But one of the things that these platforms do and when they speak do is it allows you to kind of learn about where other people are at. And that brings us to Snoop. Snoop. Who Which, had Snoop on their bingo ticket? Right, right. Nobody had Snoop on their bingo ticket. Go ahead. Well, I, before you, you close on that, I just wanted to say one more thing. I think that you know what we're doing right now is disagreeing with Facebook's decision. I don't think that it should be taken a step further in having government intervention when it comes to 
Facebook and Twitter and, and YouTube. Do we agree on that, or do you think the government should step in? Oh, government should not step in at all, but they're going to. They're going to. It's like Facebook has goaded them, and Google has goaded them, and Twitter. that We, we dare you to try and do something. We dare you to try and, and intervene. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally think they do. You know what the problem is? These people don't know what the hell they're talking about. There's right. no member of Congress who's going to understand how to work the systems of Facebook, Google, or Amazon to understand the tentacles that are out no there, how they're involved in all the things. They, they, no they don't come close. So it's not, it, 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 they're right to kind of go with them. What, what, is, what is government really going to do here? But I do believe eventually they will get into the regulation business based on privacy. No, I don't want government getting involved in these things. Facebook is wrong. They have the right to be wrong, but they're wrong. Should government get involved? No. No, I'm always never. like that, right? The government right. Should, should never uh, get involved. We all involved. agree on that. <laughs> um, but Snoop has come to the uh, defense, if you will, of Louis Farrakhan. And he wrote, on, or he said in a, in a uh, post on Instagram, also owned by Facebook. Oh, hmm. How the F y'all going to ban Minister Louis Farrakhan for putting the truth out there? I stand with him. I'm with him. Ban me, mother ever. First question. First question. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart does the TV show with, uh, with uh, Snoop. I want to know if she's still going to do the TV show with a guy who thinks that Louis Farrakhan tells the truth. Yes. First question I've the got. The answer is yes. Well, then uh, she's got to go too. Done with her. Okay. Gone. You're, it, no, it, it is gone. You, Sorry, Kmart. Martha Stewart. Time is gone. and again, how how uh, you, you know the company you keep and everything else. It's a right. reflection of you, and it matters. And 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 these connections. Louis Farrakhan is a bigot. Louis Farrakhan is a homophobe. Louis Farrakhan hates white people, and Louis Farrakhan is an anti-Semite. You want to associate with that? Sorry, you're out. You can drop it like it's hot all you want. I'm not picking it up. Isn't it amazing how when something like this happens, it demonstrates once again how the left is treated differently than the right? And if if uh, Louis Farrakhan makes these hateful statements, Snoop Dogg jumps on board. There would be reporters trying to dig up every business relationship that Snoop Dogg has, every business relationship that Farrakhan has, and then going to those people and saying, do you support these comments? I mean, you just saw a a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rush Limbaugh tweeted out a photo. He played golf with Donald Trump, and there was a a women's golfer, I believe. Lexi Thompson. Yes. She had to uh, step away from social media because of all the hate that was thrown her way. Just because she played golf with the president of the United States yeah. and a radio host. The right, they're constantly being attacked on social media and by members of the media for having ties with people who the left objects to. But yet, if you're on the left, you can associate with whoever you want and there are no consequences whatsoever. And it's, it's you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so if this just goes by... And a guy who's allowed to host game shows, he, or lucky enough, I should say, fortunate enough to home game, privileged, that's the word I'm looking for, privileged enough to host game shows, and privileged enough to have shows with Martha Stewart, and privileged enough to have such an amazing career. And he, I'm not saying he didn't work hard for the rap career. If this is the guy you're going to associate with, and you're going to stand up for, and this is the hill you're going to die on, we should notice. 
we should notice he's just wrong. We're not going to agree to disagree here. Snoop is wrong. I'll tell the man to his face. Nothing about him scares me. You can tell me all about the streets of Compton you want. Un- un- too- not worried. <laughs> he's too weeded out to do anything to you. You could get his face and he'd be like, okay. Cool. Nah, listen, I, I'm just saying that it, y- y- you can't back away or shy away from the differences between right and wrong here. Agreed, this but is where's- wrong on every level. So, again, why am I glad that some of these things happen? Why am I glad that these people are on platforms and speaking? Cause so I can know who's agreeing with this stuff. So I can say, that guy, I wouldn't let in my house. Now, I'm not trying to get tough guy on Snoop. We're never going to meet. That's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm now with saying, that attitude. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying I wouldn't have no fear in saying to him, you're just wrong. Because someone just say to him, man, you're just wrong. This isn't some kind of code thing. You're just wrong. This isn't some kind of keep it in the family. You're just wrong. That's all there is. You know what's right? Uh, Fanimation. Ooh, Give me that Fanimation fan right is there. right. I love the people. Now, if you ever see our videos, which you can find on Tony Catch Radio on Facebook, you can find uh, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. You'll notice that where we uh, do the podcast, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana, and they've got locations in Pittsburgh and in Nashville and in Houston, you'll see the fans. You'll see the fans that are uh, above me. Those fans come from Fanimation. They make incredible products that are built to last. If they can move the air here at Blend Bar Cigar, they can move the air in your living room and in your family room and do an incredible job with it. Uh, incredible uh, custom work, um, or, or I should say craftsmanship, uh, incredible opportunities and design and everything else. That's what Fanimation has to offer. And you can find them online, Fanimation.com, F-A-N-I-M-A-T-I-O-N. Fanimation.com is where you go. Uh, great people, and they do great work, and you're going to love their fans. You can return the fan to its... Uh, position right there so that's new that's uh farrakhan and none of us are in for the idea uh that you should be deplatforming people i'm i'm not in favor of it at all i am in favor of banning people for life who think that the royal baby is important i'm in favor i'm in favor of those people never never having an opportunity to 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 speak and honestly i don't want them having babies of their own you know, for people who fought a war to get rid of the royals, we really, 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 really love the royals. We're like obsessed with the royals in America in a way that doesn't make any sense at all. Do you have money on this, uh, Fingers? Boy, girl? I am more worried about the kid's name than anything else. And, and by more worried, I, I'm just trying to think of a reason to care about the royal baby. Uh, I don't care about the baby, don't care about the royals, but I am always interested in uh, when a, a kid is named because it seems uh, people are getting crazier and wackier with the names that they choose for their kids. Your name is Fingers. I understand that. This may surprise you. Not my real name. What? 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 I am shocked. So you want to know what the uh, most popular girls' names are? I don't for, know what the 2018. Most I mean, did these these uh, Sophia, Olivia, Emma, Ava, and Isabella. Were the top names in 2018? Really? Because I feel like Aria is basically the most Aria popular was name was six. Right now. Aria is about to become the most popular name. 2019, 2020, Aria will be the most popular name there is because of Game of Thrones and because of that one scene, which we're not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil. I it in the feel podcast. like at this point in time, it's okay for you to spoil. I won't spoil Avengers Endgame either. Well, here's the thing. I think you should. Really? Yeah. Why? If you haven't seen it yet. 
Hasn't it been two weekends already? Or just By one? the time the podcast comes out, yeah, it'll yes. be two weekends. Okay. But we so are is, that, is that the rule? Is that allowed? I think two weekends is plenty, right? Because I'm a little sick of everybody posting on Facebook, don't spoil the Avengers. Really? Yeah. It's all over Facebook saying don't spoil it. Like, Huh. Yeah, well, those people are right. I'm just saying that it is it two weeks. That's the question I'm I asking. Think, is it I two think weeks? two weeks is sufficient, so you should go ahead and spoil right now. You want me to sp- I, But it hasn't been two weeks for uh, okay. Game of Thrones. I don't even... But it's long enough. By the I time- just don't have any sword in this fight. Okay. All I right, just you know want what? you to piss I'll people spoil, off. I'll, sp- <laughs> I'll spoil Game of Thrones. Um, uh, Arya, I, I warned you, Arya stabbing the Night King. Did you watch it, Fingers? Did you I've watch never it? watched three seconds of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. Did you watch it, April? No, God, no. You all suck. Game of you Thrones all is suck. horrible. What? Horrible. I try, I watched the first two episodes ever. Oh, I didn't, tried. Didn't you hear it's her awful. launch last week about, what, what did you, how did you describe it? You, you didn't want to watch a show about. Uh, it's violent, misogynistic. Right. They oh. they rape women. They beat women. It's, yes. So I'm not going to watch yes, it. Yes, they do. I don't need that. That happens I in that, that show. That happens. You should see what they did to the guys. <laughs> you poor Theon Greyjoy. Poor guy. Oh, he ain't ever going to be the same. They literally sent him home in a box. Literally, they sent him home in a box, and he's still alive. There's, there's a visual for you, right? A lot of eunuchs in the show Game of Thrones. Tremendous number of, of eunuchs. What was with the shower Stark? scene, though? There, <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you're thinking of Porky's Four, <laughs> is what you're thinking about. No, but Arya is going to be a crazy popular name for what she, for for killing the Night King. So, boys, I'm shocked by all five of these. Most popular name in 2018. Wait, hold for on. Do the girls' names again. I want to make sure I heard you. Make sure the girls' names are uh, Sophia, Olivia, Emma, Ava, and Isabella. And Aria was sixth. Okay, so you have to end with an uh. Yes. Uh. Well, you have to end with an A. Okay. The boys. Yeah. Jackson, number one. Mm-hmm. Then it goes Liam, Noah, Aiden, and Caden. Well, I don't know. Everything is N. Right, and everything with the, with the girls was uh. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What happened to Bruce? What happened to Jim? What happened to Tony? What happened to Tony? What happened to Tony? So, by the way, I have this name because my father has a hard-to-pronounce name. And every time he was in a bar meeting women, he'd have to say his name more than once. And he didn't want that for his kids. And he had three boys. And he named them all with names that would have four-letter nicknames. That's a true story. And that's why I'm Tony. My older brother uh, is, is, is Mike. Didn't want, he wanted it to be easy for us to meet a girl in a bar. That's an absolute true story. That's, Why are you looking at me like what that? What a fantastic father. Oh, That's forward thinking. Oh, yeah. oh he was. <laughs> he, that was a lot of his focus growing up. Like girls that like How you. How can I that get was, these children married off? No, he wasn't trying to get us married off. He was trying to help us. Get laid? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like girls that like you was the great one from my father. That was world-class advice from my dad. Like girls that like you. Then there was this. My father's going to listen to this podcast one day um, if he could figure out what a podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> My father would say, listen, there will be times that you're interested in a girl. She's not interested in you. There'll be times where you're with a girl and she's not interested in doing what you're doing. Don't ever get upset. Don't ever get upset. Don't ever get angry. And whatever you do, don't drive fast because you might be bothered, upset. It didn't work out. This didn't happen. Do not do it because you will get into an accident and it's very hard to get laid with one like. Oh, my God. My father said that more than once. Oh, my God. That was, you have, let me tell you, 
Growing up in that house, not easy at all. But these were the levels of conversations that would take place. Now, the truth is, it's excellent advice. If, if it doesn't go your way, don't worry about it. Don't, don't get upset. Don't get angry. It ends. You go home. You, you, you live to fight another day. There's another trolley so, going by in five minutes. There's another. T- See that? There's the, there's the, the pillaging and, and rape on Game of Thrones, and you're nothing more than a trolley, April D. I'm a trolley. So do you have these conversations with your son, children, kids? My, my, my kinder? Uh, the, the answer is I, I've made a, a real point in my life to take a look at what my father has done and said to myself, okay, how can I do it better? I mean, I've taken a real long look. But the idea of never get upset, oh, yeah, I would talk to, 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 to my kids about that kind of stuff. The idea that if something doesn't go your way, and it happens to be true of friends, and it happens to be true of business, and it happens to be true of, of dating, you know, how, how many girls out there like a guy and the guy like somebody else, and they get angry about it? Not, don't get angry. That's what broke up the mamas and the papas. Well, if we're going to do that. If we're going to have a Mama Cass reference. That breaks up put, a lot of people. Put that on your bingo card. Um, but don't get ups- relaxed. It, 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 you may be hurt by it. I'm not telling you not to be hurt by it. But that doesn't mean you're allowed to act out on it. And acting out now can have ramifications for 40 years from now. And you don't even know what 40 years means. Right? I think that's, that's good parenting in, in that regard, to be that honest and, and that clear. Right? So, you know, any conversation with, with my kids and their different styles, you know, it's, it's uh, it, the, the rule still fits. The rules, st- did you, any pearls from your father, fingers, pearls of wisdom? Yeah, he said everyone's getting fat except Mama Cass. That's because she was already there. <laughs> so it was, it was comparatively speaking. Stop with the Mama Cass jokes. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, my finger is on the pulse. So you don't care about the royal baby? No. Do you? No. Although I will admit, I used to watch Meghan Markle in Suits, and Meghan Markle was so remarkably good-looking, as to be believed. She is indeed. So so her or Kate Beckinsale, because I know that's another one of your favorites. Kate Beckinsale? Kate Beckinsale. Isn't that one of your favorites? No. After she... Now this is easy. After Kate Beckinsale was with Pete... What's his name? David. Are they still together? The guy from Saturday Night Live? I don't know. But that's enough for me to be like, nope, you're ugly now. Where was I? Was it with you... When someone was trying to tell me that Pete Davidson is hot, that there are people out there... I was there, sure as hell not trying to tell it, you that. It was not you. So it was, it was, so it was somebody it who was me. Uh, with, the, with the station. Pete Davidson signing it live is somehow hot to a segment of female America. I don't... I don't. But Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale, he's got something. No. He's got something for sure. Out, so, of, the, out of the two, I would pick uh, Charlize Theron. Oh my because God. clearly, <laughs> she's crazy. You'll, you'll take crazy, but you'll take hot and crazy. Yes. So much more to get to. Eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy. Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis. Indiana, blendbarcigar.com. On to the smoke portion. We have eaten the fried chicken. We have uh, drank, or are still drinking, the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. I didn't even put a cube on it. There is so much there. There's a lot of things going on. You really got to take some time with it, go back to it. And truly to sip and you give yourself a couple hours and relax on the deck or in the living room, there's something happening here. It's really fun. Uh, But on to the smoke. And we are 
doing the La Polina Goldie. Now, I love La Polina cigars. The story of Goldie, and you'll actually be able to um, tell it because it has the uh, gold uh, label compared to some of the other ones. I didn't know this, uh, but every single Goldie cigar back in the day was rolled by me, Maria Serra, one of the original women trained on rolling Cuban cigars in Havana. She actually made Cohibas. That's who she is. Now, I got to assume that the story is real. I mean, it's, it's the first I had heard of. I'm like, that's amazing. I'm not familiar with the Goldie. We're doing it in the Toro size uh, right now. That's how uh, we're smoking it. So this is basically a, um, a five and a half by 52. So five and a half refers to the length, and then the 52 refers to the ring gauge, how fat it is around. So this is an easy one to do. When you start getting into the 56s, 58s, that's a, that's a kind of a, that's a whole bunch for the mouth right there. When you get smaller, calm down, fingers. Uh, you get almost into those Lanceros. Toro's a great size. A great size, one that I enjoy uh, quite a, a bit. This is a medium cigar. This is uh, Ecuadorian Habano in the wrapper. Nutty, earthy, a little bit of cream here and there, and a, and a bit of, a, of cedar as well, which you can play almost with the hay kind of idea. But it's a woody and grassy. Um, the draw on this is unbelievably easy. It's a little bit of pepper too. There is a spiciness to it, and that could also be part of the nuttiness that you're that you're getting uh, getting into. Um, I I do like an Ecuadorian Habano. This is a, a lighter cigar. This is a nice classic medium smoke. Let you know you're doing something. But doesn't necessarily uh, knock you out uh, at all. Price wise on this, you can be in a couple of different places. Uh, you can be at twenty dollars. You can be at thirty dollars. You can be at forty dollars. On this cigar. Uh, on this cigar. Oh. On this cigar, right? So uh, we if fancy you think, today. If you, listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a fancy guy. Fried chicken and thirty dollars cigars. Uh, well, you know, it's it's kind of how we roll. It is uh, for sure. Uh, but what I like about La Palina is that you it, you can you can rely on it. You can rely on the idea that you're going to get something for your money. Now, the idea of whether or not it's th worth thirty dollars can't help you. When I was in the humidor. Here at Blends, I was talking to a guy who was like, I, I can't bring myself to spend $45 on a cigar. And I said, I, I, I get that. I totally get that. Some cigars are worth $45. Some cigars are completely worth $45. It, it, can't, it can't be denied. This isn't $45. You don't have to worry about it. Is this a golf course cigar? Mm, I always ask that question. No. I would have a hard time spending $30, $40 just, this is just me on a golf course cigar. But if you had a box of this, like you were like having people, you're doing an event with them, or you're doing a, treating some people, and then at the clubhouse you brought out this. Oh, and they, if they knew, they'd be impressed. That's what this is right here. Well, what I like about it, if you were going to smoke it on the golf course, I'm already so far, like you said, the, the draw. It's a very easy draw. And I'm not getting a sense that it's going to be tough to keep this one lit. You're going to be yeah. able to set this down take a shot, go back to your cart, have it still lit for you to take another drop. Yeah, if, if you had it on the course. Yeah. I, I would argue that this is a good one to have afterwards. This would be a good bachelor party cigar for people who know. If they don't know, why, why, why bother? For people who know, this is a good cigar. This might be a good wedding party cigar, if you know what I mean. Just that tight-knit group uh, uh, of friends. Um, great gift. Great gift gift box of cigars for some of you and you can do it in the box of 10 right that's a nice gift 
Someone's going to say thank you. Well, you Someone's going to know. Price point comes up a lot when we talk about these cigars, Tony. And if you're a beginner, if you're someone who's just getting into cigar smoking, you can really have an enjoyable experience spending 8 to $12 oh, on a sure. stick, right? I mean, Oh, all day. We were having a conversation about the Avos, right? The Avo Domain, the Avo Lounge, the Avo Classic, all in that 9 to $13 range. Oh my gosh, you can have a great time. Fantastic smokes. Fantastic. And people will, if, if you're in a cigar lounge smoking an Avo, someone's going to go, love that cigar. Guaranteed, someone's going to go, love that cigar. The La Polina, I think, is in less places. I think it's not, certainly not as well known. Um, for cigar smokers, it is, but for, for the, the, the everyday, less known, right? So it's, it's like uh, Arturo Fuente. That's a very well known uh, kind of name, Davidoff. That just is the name, even though they make other things, a very well-known name. Most people are going to know La Polina. Um, but as, as a smoke, oh, huge, huge, so huge you, fan you of think what you would do. You would find this cigar at most cigar shops, do you think? No. I don't think you would find the Goldie at most cigar shops. I think that you could find La Polina cigars at cigar shops. I think you're going to have to look a little bit for the Goldie. Um, but I like it. Uh, I do, I do like it, and why? Because of the earths. It's more in my, in my my natural kind of palate. Where do I naturally exist? Where do I naturally work? What do I naturally uh, enjoy? Not natural uh, is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> his policies, his attitudes, uh, wanting felons to vote. Which, oh my gosh, talk about a backfire moment! You know, you haven't heard anything else about it for like three days. Everyone's talking about felons should vote, and then they realize, wait a second, Americans don't want felons to vote? That's what quite, the hell is this? That's quite a national conversation during an election cycle. Maybe they just needed to test out the waters and see what the message <laughs> should be on that. <laughs> People do it all the time. No, times are really good when that's an issue that comes up at a town hall. <laughs> if that's a pressing issue for uh, an American voter, then you know times are really good. Right. Like, amazing. Amazingly You're- good. Uh you fingers came across a story. I don't even know how you came across it. Like, how bored were you? You're like, hmm, let's check the Federal Election Commission website for disbursement from the Bernie Sanders campaign. This is going back to 2016, right? So this is not uh, him currently in his run for president. This was the run for president back then. But this is all about your grift minute with Fingers Malloy. There's two in every episode of Eat, Drink, Smoke. How, what, what, what put you onto the website? Well, I mean, I, I'll be honest. You know, I do. Uh, I am part of another podcast called Enough Already with my co-host Tracy L. Connors, and she came up with this. Uh, she saw a tweet, and I, I want to give uh, full credit where where credit is is due. Uh, right. By the way, Trace is great. I mean, Trace is intense. Yes, and she is not playing around, and she's all over this. Uh, uh, you know, as, as, as far as looking for the grift as well, we we have this thing we call Scam Pack that we're going to unleash on the world one day. We own scampack.org, and uh, our our whole mission is going to be uh, just to uh, raise enough money uh, to to have a beach house. Nice. That's, that's what the grift is all about. Do I get a room in this beach house? Do you get a room just in this beach room. house? Well, not if you're going to eat all my front. fried chicken. No, you're not going to get a room. Five there. pieces. I'll buy all the fried chicken. Five you pieces want of fried every chicken every day. I just how much want of the room? fried chicken did you buy today? I didn't buy any of the fried chicken. Uh, so I had to put my That's called on. foreshadowing fingers. Just so you know, <laughs> yep. if you get roommate April, you're buying all the fried chicken too. Yeah, from uh, at that girl from Florida, uh, from Ohio. That girl from Ohio. Bernie 
spent 444000 of campaign dollars on his own books in 2015. So here's how it works. 440000 on the Everybody who's got a campaign has to list out where they spent the money. So when you go and take a look at the amount of money that was spent, really, it's incredible. Most of it is payroll and payroll taxes. Okay, paychecks did their... Their, their payroll process, no problem there. Don't have any issue with paychecks. Then there's telephone calls and who they paid out. You want to know how much money there is in that kind of work? L.D. Bland and Associates, three different entries uh, right here. That is $800,000 in phone calls that, that were made. There's a lot of money in doing then the work for campaigns. Then it came down, you come down, and there's something called Verso Books, V-E-R-S-O. And you're like, what is Verso Books? Verso Books is a publisher. One of their books, Outsider in the White House, Bernie Sanders with Huck Gutman. That's the book. You can buy it now for $11.86, paperback with a free ebook. If you go on the Verso website about Verso, Verso Books is the largest independent radical publishing house in the English speaking world. Well, that's their description. That's. That, but here's you my question. You can't say it better than that. He used campaign money to get this, but the money that he got paid and makes from the book, does that go back to the campaign? Oh, no, no That goes no. right in his pocket. Oh, okay. And that's why we're in the okay. grift minute with the one and only Fingers Malloy. We are in the wrong two business. two different cases <laughs> that we're looking at, October of 2015 and December of 2015, they spent 148000 and two hundred ninety-six thousand dollars, respectively, on these books it was four hundred and forty thousand plus dollars on his own book. One of the great stories here is this is how the New York Times bestseller list gets manipulated. They buy their own books. You know who is part and parcel of this? Catherine Pugh, P-U-G-H. Catherine Pugh, the former mayor of Baltimore. She wrote. A children's book called Healthy Holly. Oh, oh, Healthy Holly. Right there. And it's all about kids' health. And turns out that while she's the mayor of Baltimore, she's also on the University of Maryland Medical Board, right? This hospital group board. And she had them spending half a million dollars, $500,000 on books, I believe it was. The books never even got delivered. And so the scandal starts breaking. She goes onto this indefinite leave of absence. And at one moment, her lawyer says in like week two of the thing, she's so not with it right now. She can't make a decision on what to do because she's not cogent enough. Holy crap. Like Baltimore needs one more freaking problem. This is where it's at. So uh, she she's, has now uh, resigned, right? She, she, she's out of office. And there's this whole statement like, Baltimore needs a somebody who can help the city move forward. You know she didn't write any of that. The lawyers did. She's completely out of her head and out of her mind. Mental breakdown or whatever. Her There might be a serious issue that I don't know about. But yeah, totally on the grift of having these people buy the books. This is how you manipulate the system. And what's really something about this, I had no idea until I looked it up. How many books would you guess, Tony, it takes in the first week to get you on the New York Times bestseller list? How many books do you think you have to sell? 40,000. 9,000 books is all you need. 9,000? 9,000. And to get on a a spot on the Wall Street Journal's bestseller list, you need to sell about 3,000 books in the first week. 
to hit the gold. And the New York Times bestseller list, you'll need 9,000 copies sold in the first week. Only 9,000. So I'm assuming 400,000 bucks. That's a lot of books, Tony. That's a, could be a, it's a fair amount of books for a socialist. Yeah, and it, it, and, you know? it and it'll get you on the New York Times bestseller list, I'm sure. Which and when I, and when I say socialist, he's always talking about how you need to, to do more, and yet he's, he's working the grift with, with campaign dollars. Now, I'm sure someone's going to ask him about this. I mean, but then again, this would already be known about, right? Or is this just so commonplace? Oh, well, what are you going to do? That's part That's of the system. Part, but he, so here's something interesting. Let's say I write a book, which finally I've actually settled on an idea. Which means I won't write the book. I wish I could. I'm not going to write the book. Uh, I mean, I'm, I want to. Maybe one day I'll figure it out. Porky's fanfic? No, fan fiction? Yeah. Por- from Porky? Uh, if, if, I didn't know if you said fanfic or fanfic. No. <laughs> I don't know if you, I never been called fanfic. Um, if I wrote a book and then coordinated to have six people, 15 people, buy a whole bunch of books for their offices, I, I shelled out the, the 10 grand. And said, here, go buy the books to put my P on the bestseller so more people buy the book. Is that shrewd marketing or is that a crime? Which one is that? Are you a United States senator? Not yet. Oh, then it's a crime. <laughs> if I was a United States senator, I get it. No, no, no. You're That's not part wrong. of the grift. It is, it is un- unbelievable. It really is. Now... Before anything, Horse Soldier Bourbon, one of our great, great sponsors from American Freedom Distillery, uh, needs to be in your liquor cabinet right now. You can go to AmericanFreedomDistillery.com, or you can check out your local liquor store, see if it's sold there. And if not, ask for it by name, Horse Soldier Bourbon. The Horse Soldiers are are real people. They're the guys who were dropped into Afghanistan after September 11th. And to get to Al-Qaeda, they actually rode horseback. It's, It's a great story. There's a movie called 12 Strong. And it's, it's these guys. It's these guys. They're actually getting ready. They're going to be doing a drop, a, uh, 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 an airplane drop, right? Uh, jumping out of, parachuting out of planes uh, for the 75th anniversary of D-Day. So they're going to be there, and they're going to jump out of planes. These That's guys awesome. are amazing. Uh, the bourbon, equally, equally amazing. Incredible, incredible stuff. A weeded bourbon. Uh, bunch of different styles to go to, including one that's more of a rye. Uh, terrific horse soldier bourbon. And when you see the bottle, that bottle is cast. The, 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 the mold to make that bottle comes from the steel from the wreckage of September 11th. It's, they're just an amazing story. They've built this really spectacular bourbon that has won gold medals, wins awards. Horse soldier bourbon. Great sponsor. Thrilled to have them with us. AmericanFreedomDistillery.com. You can actually buy a bottle uh, online, uh, but ask your local uh, liquor store. See if they have it. See if they've got it. See if they will sell it uh, to you, because you, one should hope uh, that they will indeed sell it to you. Before we go, be, be, before we go, uh, I wanted to... Um, the Video Game Hall of Fame. There's a Video Game Hall of Fame, April D. Gregory. I, I know this. Right? And uh, they are, have some inductions uh, this year. They, they are Mortal Kombat. Did you play Mortal Kombat, Fingers? No. Okay. Uh, did you, April? <laughs> uh, Super Mario My Kart. My little boyfriends did in sixth grade. <laughs> that, that was plural. Um, Super <laughs> Mario Kart is in there. Solitaire, which was there in, uh, in, in Microsoft, right? That was part of that whole platform. And something called Colossal Cave Adventure. 
I never heard of Colossal Cave Adventure a day in my life. No idea what it was. I'm more amazed that there's actually a, uh, a Hall of Fame. I shouldn't be surprised. There's a Hall of Fame for everything. Did you play arcade games? Do you, I mean, do you still? Do you, uh, are you, are you, are you, do you game at all? No. I no. did when I was a kid. I had an Atari 2600 and an Atari 5200, and I came this Ooh. close, and I'm showing you how close on a podcast. I came this close at an antique store a few uh, months ago. They had an Intellivision with <gasps> 20 oh, yeah, that's games. Right. You told me that, and you didn't get it. I didn't buy it, though, because I figured I'd plug it in, use it for a week, and then it would crap out on me, and then wh- right. where do I take it? To the Intellivision repairman? We, <laughs> we have a Nintendo Switch. My kids love the Nintendo Switch and didn't get... Are, are you flossing? I'm flossing. Good Lord. I didn't, is that what you get when you get a Nintendo Switch? You floss? <laughs> I thought she was um, a stroke. I, I, thought, I didn't know what was happening. Um, and got it because didn't want my kids on Xbox where they could be um, chatting with people they don't really know. Oh, you can't do and, it on the Switch. And, and it gets insane. Well, it depends. You can ha- you can, like Fortnite... You can chat with, with with people. I don't. I don't let them do it with strangers. But with friends, okay. I'm totally fine with. Go right okay. ahead. Go right ahead. I actually enjoy Fortnite. I'm terrible at it, but I I, I, I totally in, enjoy it. But no, the Xbox, from what I hear, is nothing like. It's just 14 year old kids. F you this and f you that and f your mom and 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 any other joke that they. Yeah, can I have an Xbox, up. and we basically use it for you know we cut the cord, so we use it for television now, and we run everything through that. But I tried when we first got it. I tried to get whatever the Madden that year was, Madden 2016 or whatever, and right. I'm trying to play the damn thing, and it's like, where's the joystick? It's like, <laughs> oh, I said, damn. Wait, what? She's what, giving what? me the stink eye for saying damn. That's a curse? Damn is a curse word? I am done with you. You just don't understand how this works. Yeah, but to, to, to play Madden, it was like, okay, to drop back and pass, you have to hit uh, A once and then B and C and hop on one foot. And I'm like, what is this? Just give me a joystick and a button from Atari 2600. That's right. what I want. Move, pass. Yes, that's it. Move, pass, catch, run. Right. Right. It's too complex, these kids today did with you, their video games. I played Mario on my original Nintendo that I still have and still works. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, impressive. And Duck Hunt still works. Duck Hunt, Tetris. good game. I, I think it's finally, I think it was time for Mario to get in. I mean, they kept him out for years because of steroids. And to finally <laughs> let him in He was testing to too Hall high for testosterone. Yeah. It's about time. Never, ever played Colossal Cave, whatever it was. What was your Colossal. favorite video game as a kid? What, 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 we were in an arcade or at home? Well, in, okay, in an arcade, my Pac-Man. favorite, there was in, in uh, Michigan, there was this little arcade that I used to go to, and they had a game called Crazy Kong, which was, it was just like Donkey Kong, except all the levels were different. And you could get to the pie factory in like the third level, you know, instead of the traditional way you would go through Donkey Kong. And that was my favorite video game at an arcade. Hmm. I can't remember if it was Adventure or it, I think it was called Adventure. Did you guys ever play uh, Sonic at Pizza King? No, I've never no. been to a Pizza King. Oh, really? Well, yeah, well. that's an, First of all, that's an Indiana institution. You need to drive to any small town in Indiana and have some Pizza King. A thin crust with some pepperonis on top. And anyway, so they used to ha- they have a train that comes to your booth. The train brings your drinks to you. Right. And they have the television for while you're waiting. And you can play Sonic on the television. So we'd always go play Sonic there with, while we were waiting for our pizza. Nah, uh, and then we finally that. got a Sonic, you know, Sega and whatnot to get Sonic at home. But we, we would go to the roller rink in Hazlitt, <laughs> New Jersey. 
and uh, pole position. Arcade game, pole position was my favorite. And then uh, it was uh, a Dragon's Lair and Space Ace because they dealt with the laser disc and it was this own very cartoony kind of thing. It was very, very cool. But no, I never... I, and, I, and I had an Atari 2600. I think that's all we had. No Intellivision, no Coleco. I, I can't tell you how many times I've walked through a department store and I've seen they, they, they make the 2600 now. Yeah. And you, but they don't have the cartridges anymore. They already got it preloaded with 40 of the most popular games like Pitfall and... Kids uh, these days, they don't understand. You got to blow space in the cart- cartridge to nope. get it to. You got to blow all around. No, you <laughs> Kids don't. these days got it so easy. You got to you got to blow on it and then you got to stick it in because it's easy, right? Um, what? But, That's what you had to do. Millennials, right? But Space Invaders, that was another fun one. Did you know the trick on Space Invaders when you turned on the 2600 with the Space Invaders cartridge? If you turned it on and hit reset at the same time, it would. Uh, when you you held the button, it would rapid fire. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Look at you with yes, the so, cheats. So uh, yeah, I got the. So any of you, uh, if you get in your time machine and go back to 1985 and play Space Invaders, now you know how to be that much better at the game. The cigar is La Polina Goldie. I am enjoying. Um, it's a little more mild than it is medium, but definitely worthwhile. And a couple good flavors coming through it. I the, the leather is there. Um, it is creamier than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, they talked about some of the reviews of, you know, bits of cream here and there. Now, I think a little bit more, and I enjoy that quite a bit. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, uh, of the of this flavor profile right here. It's not my traditional uh, because it's a little spicier, but very, very good. Check it out. The La Polina Goldie. It is the Woodford Reserve Double Oak. This is, I, I'm sorry you didn't like it, April. I'm sorry it was too much for you. This is solid. And the answer to the fried chicken question is... If it was extra crispy, it would be KFC. Yes. It would be KFC over Popeye's, which I, I maybe that makes us un American. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. Find April D. Gregory on uh, Twitter at April D. Gregory and find Fingers Malloy on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. Find me, Tony Katz Radio, on Facebook, Instagram, Tony Katz, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana, the place to get your cigars in Indianapolis, in Nashville, in Houston, and in Pittsburgh. And subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Five-star review. We didn't even do the whole thing of how you have to subscribe. You need to subscribe and give it the five-star review. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. 